Hey there, race fans, and welcome to another episode of the Piscina Report. It's season 2021, episode three. We're getting closer and closer to race weekend. That's right. We're almost time to go to the Middle East. Oh, I'm getting so excited. I don't know how I can handle it anymore. So we've got another really special episode for you this week. Before we get into that, it's a very quick welcome to my co-host, Andra. Andra, how are you doing? Can you hold a straight face for 30 seconds? I've never tried so hard to keep a straight face. And I've got tears. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all his fault. It is. It's all his fault. All right, let's very quickly. Hefe, how are you doing, mate? It's, it's only been a few days, it seems like, since we spoke. How's things in Spain? And great. We have sunny weather here, like Jake seems to have in England. That's surprising. <laughs> it's happening to the world. Indeed he does. And, and that, that's a fantastic segue for our amazing, very special guest for the week. It's none other than Mr. Jake Dix himself. Jake, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> Lucky you like said who he was. There, mate. Yeah, exactly. People no may not have recognized him. Yeah, people have been like, who's the um, weirdo? Caveman. The, the Why do you have a yeah, homeless guy on your show? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> What's that? What's it? Why do you have a homeless guy on your show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why Why do you have him on here? What's he going to talk about? Oh, how to survive. Not, how to survive. Three... <laughs> Apparently, you can ride a motorbike. Tommy's really, got really him all fast. looking like this. Indeed. It's quite it's quite neat though. Like you've got it shaped quite nicely. It is. You've done a really, really good job there, mate. And and just I, I've for... not shaped nothing. It's just naturally fallen like this. Oh. Like my hair. It's like it's like I'm oh. going for the L'Oreal advert, you know, where it's your like... hair naturally does that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nice, isn't it? That is that is stunning. And for for all the viewers, for all of those playing the game at home, it's very sunny there, mate. Whereabouts so whereabouts are you at the moment? <laughs> So I'm in Australia at the minute, as you can see, it's nice. Bloody convicts. For the one day of year that is actually sunny in the UK, you've caught me on it. We <laughs> Lucky we're sun. recording this. It might not ever happen again. That's right. That's exactly Yeah, right. probably not. Probably not. <laughs> yep. uh, so Jay, which hand did, which wrist did you break? Oh, that one. Oh, you the got a good scar wow. going on. Nice. Oh, is that and on your head? Yeah, yeah. Scar on your mobility. hand as well. Yeah. Oh shit. How is it? I can I can still do this. Oh, that's all you need. <laughs> that's how we wave to each other in Australia. But the thing is, I'm getting I'm getting ready for the race season. When someone pisses me off in the session, I can give him that. So I'm all oh, right. <laughs> Beautiful. It's like oh, it's so fat. It's lovely. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Oh. So how, how is it? How is it recovering, man? Like, really? So all I'm sure all of you want to know. We've seen all the photos on the socials about you know the, the gory scars and and heard all of the stories. How, how's it recovering? How are you feeling? Good. Yeah. Good. I'm back to doing my usual routines in bed, so it's all right. Nice. nice. You're married. You don't need that. Um, That's how did <laughs> I actually just went back before to rewatch when you fell off and did that because. It was like oh, last thanks. year. It was like totally yeah. last year. Um, yeah. How did it happen? Like what happened? Um, it was just obviously mixed at Valencia as Valencia always is at the last round and started. Uh, I didn't go out on FP1 just because I was like, uh, it's not meant to be wet for the race. So I was like, I didn't want to take much risk. Didn't you have but, tummy uh, trouble? Yeah, I had tummy trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we we sat that one out and then um i said right now it's going to be dry for the afternoon i'll go out where well, it was damp and um i went out felt 
I felt all right. I felt average. Uh, I see Baldessari was behind me. And I just said to myself, right, just build into it. And I think I was running second at the time and felt, yeah, like I said, felt average. Didn't feel brilliant, but felt not bad to obviously be in the position I was in. And um, I knew that I needed to change a few things on the bike. That second gear engine brake was a little bit strong. And I remember thinking, oh, after this run, I'll come in and tell the team. Um, and as I went into turns four, or, yeah, turns four, as I tipped in, I was a little bit wide and it's obviously renowned for being a difficult corner anyway because it's off camber, yeah. cold, Spe- first yeah. right-hand side of the tyre. Yeah, and it just come round and as it come round, I prepared to eject myself mm-hmm. and I, when I landed, it wasn't so good. <laughs> so I put my hands down to break my fall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I actually didn't. It's, as I come down, I think I slapped my wrist like this and then oh, as I slapped no. my wrist, it's like dislocated it. And when it dislocated my wrist, that's when it's done all the damage. That must have hurt like a mate. Yeah, I really broke my hip. Thing. I broke my hip in 2016, and the pain difference between my hip and my wrist, my wrist was far worse. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like 20 times worse. Oh, you could have a baby hip. like nothing. You could just spit one out, right, mate. I don't know what you women go on about. I know. I could blow <laughs> that out. I could just be like. Baby, Keep going. Baby. I've broken my wrist. Yeah. yeah, I've broken my wrist, baby. Is that yeah? <laughs> but the, You'll do- be right. but the doctor, the doctor did actually say to me that when I came back to England, he said, um, "Oh, when you dislocated your wrist, he said that is uh, everyone that's done it said it's the worst pain they've ever experienced because it's wow. just." And he says, "You didn't just dislocate it; you dislocated and broke it." So he said, I can't Jake imagine. Jake has what the to pain go one like. step further. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if I do anything, I do it properly. Doing it good. <laughs> so you're fully recovered, ready for 2021? Well, no, not fully recovered yet. I think um, like 50%, mm. I'd probably say, um, yep. where I need to be. Um, so <clears throat> aim is obviously to be back. I'm missing the team, have got a test book for Port Mayo um, on the 3rd and 4th of March. I'm missing that. And uh, I'm hoping to be back for the Urta test, which is 16th, 17th, 18th, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not sure if it's going to be Haref or Qatar at the minute. So I'm aiming for that. But if I don't get that, I'll just come for the first round and, yeah, they'll all get it then. Smash it. Smash it. Yeah. I'm actually <laughs> not too fast because the bike's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So we're not that nothing's changed. There's no development of the bikes or nothing. So and Portimao probably Portimao put a lot of extra pressure on on it if you're checking out how it feels anyway. Yeah, 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 and it's nowhere near ready for that. Like I can, I couldn't even. Mm. Well, I could do a push up, but can you? I couldn't do. A, I couldn't do a push up like that. I could do a push up mm-hmm. on my knuckles. Uh, yeah, okay, it'd be all right. How many? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, we're not going <laughs> to go down this down rabbit hole. hole. If you get honestly, Jake, if you let her go in thirty seconds, she'll have you down doing push-ups. So don't don't enter. Probably <laughs> <laughs> topless as well or something. Exactly. <laughs> Realistically, and well, help us. Mind, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All, that, all that in mind. How ready do you feel for the for the twenty twenty one season? Do you, do you, are you raring to go? Are you are you feeling that lockdown syndrome? You just want to get out and get on the bike, or you're still a bit apprehensive uh, with the wrist. 
No, I'm, I'm pretty chilled. My trainer actually asked me this the other day. He's like, oh, I bet you're itching to get out on the bike, aren't you? And I said, do you know what? I'm not because I know I can't. So why would I try to... I'm trying to keep myself under control because I'm like, there's no point in wishing I could do something I can't do right now. So be realistic. And when the time's right, then I'll go out and enjoy it. But at this precise moment, I can't go and do it. So there's no point in even thinking and feeling sorry for myself because I can't do it or I want to do it, you know? So, yeah. That's pretty mature. Like, yeah, and not, I'm not even pulling the piss now. Like that oh. is an actual because you. I was expecting you to go. Nah, I'm just going to get out there. Yeah. No, I, I didn't. Isn't isn't that the consequence about uh, of the Marquez uh, situation? He tried very very quickly to come back. Has has this situation somehow make you think? No, I think Mark's Mark and Mark will try to do what he he wants to do, but I think. Now you're seeing the situation of I couldn't even do it if I wanted to do it, you know, because it's your arm and your wrists are, are two different things. Our mind is my actual joint of my wrist, so it's the movement of the wrist. Mm. Where Mark's is like an actual, it's like a fixated bone which is here, so it's it's more of a movement like this that he sh- would struggle with. Yeah. So yeah, ours are two different things. Mine's a joint and his is just like a bone. So. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't do it, even if I wanted to do it, where Mark could obviously do it and have a go at doing it, but now he's obviously paying the price for doing yeah. it. Also, but I don't, thought, think yeah. it, I don't think it's necessarily, with Mark's injury, I don't think it's necessarily um, the coming back too early that, that did it. I think it was the person that did the surgery that done the damage. Okay. Yeah. At the end, he's a rider and he wants to ride. So it's not his fault. By the way, yesterday I got uh, information uh, about Mark and it seems the doctors are very happy because it seems that the recovery is going exactly how they expected. So uh, he might be on the bike, start to ride the bike around uh, April, beginning of April. And the schedule says that he could maybe racing in May in Jerez. So these are really well, good did, news. You know, but you know what I think will happen anyway? My personal opinion is it looks like Qatar and all the the um, all that side of the country is gone into lockdown and they're not letting people come in. And I think the season's going to be not starting. I, my personal opinion, I don't know nothing, but... I can't see how it is going to happen for, especially for us Brits to come out. Uh huh. Is difficult. Is difficult, eh? It's not. It's yeah. worse than last year, not, isn't it? Everywhere. Yeah, man. Yeah, been indicating the same thing. And I think that Dorna wouldn't do bad if they just delayed the season by a couple of months, because it's not realistically going to affect the championship that much. Wait two months, then we go to Qatar and start it that way. Yep. Just push all the dates back because. They can do it. We've we've done however many rounds we did you last year in a short year, amount yeah. of time. So I think they need to be sensible with what they're doing, and it's people's lives, obviously, that they need yeah. to think about as well as a, just the championship. And and that's obviously difficult because I understand that they need to do it for sponsors and TV rights and everything like that. But I think the sponsors and TV companies will all understand with this whole situation. It's not like they're doing it because nothing's going on. They're doing it for a reason, you know? 
Yeah. 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 Fair point. Good point. Indeed. Can we quickly go over last season? Yeah. 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 Definitely. So, yeah, when when we look at last season, realistically, that the start of the season was. Uh, kind of, kind of a lead on from from the previous one. You know, you had some sort of late teens results and a few retirements. You were you were getting used to the bike, new bike and the new team. Um, but then you you really came on strong. You know, after after the Styrian Grand Prix, moving forwards and there. Fair enough, you had those retirements, but you know you were you were leading that Grand Prix for for quite a while. And then you had like a fourth and a seventh. What happened, mate? Did did you did you find the Super Mario shortcut in in all of the tracks, or <laughs> you found a second and a half a lap? What's going on? Well, it's all down to a combination of everything. Like everyone needs to remember that it was not just my first time on the Calyx, but it was my team. Uh, my side was all new to it. I had a crew chief that had never been a crew chief before, yep. and then I had my mechanics that obviously learning the bike. And then obviously I have my data guy that's learning the Calyx as well. So it, my side was very fresh to the whole situation. And we were trying to find our feet together as a team and find what works for me and yeah. what doesn't work for me. And it doesn't, it's not just a two minute exercise, you know, it, it goes, it takes time to understand everything. And, and that's what you see. The more and more confident and the more and more comfortable I got with the bike, the, the faster I got so yeah I think it's a combination of everything and I didn't in every practice session I was inside the top 10 at every single track and sometime or well, most of the time inside the top five you know so it was it was no shock to me in in a lot of ways nice. and I think uh, even the team they knew it when when it was coming they could see that the bike wasn't right and we knew as a team, if we keep working hard enough, that it will come. So we didn't stress. We didn't panic. And, and then it just came. That's fantastic to hear, man. So you're right. growing as an entire team. So as you as you said before, this year pretty much is just a continuation of 2020. So what are, you, what are your expectations now for 2021? Like, you've clearly got to have a higher goal. So what what's what's the team expectation? Have you have you discussed that at a team level about what, what you want to achieve? Yes, well, Jake, funny, especially. It, yeah. Sorry, especially considering that uh, Marini has left, Bastianini exactly. has left, yeah. Martin has left. So it's kind of a new era in Moto2, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you take them out of the equation, then it suddenly, in most of the results, puts me like second or first, like yeah. because that's <laughs> where I was at, exactly. you know. And um, obviously, we know with the situation I'm in at the minute, but I think. BT asked me this question like last year when we was in lockdown mm. and everything that I said to them, I did, you know, I said that it will take me time at the beginning, but as the season goes on, I will be fighting for top fives and then I might have the odd podium. Obviously I didn't get the podium, but it was there, you know, it was it, at most rounds, it was there for the taking yeah. for whatever reason, didn't come quite together. And then obviously I had the crash, but I think realistically I want to start, I want to feel my feet for the first two rounds, especially if I don't do any testing. I think I'll give myself the time to to build in because obviously my wrist's going to need time to get the endurance back in. It's going to be sore. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be 100%. Even, even if it's 100% off the bike, on the bike, it's not going to be because I haven't had the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think realistically what we need to be looking at is like first two rounds, maybe the first two guitars. Yeah, if I can be inside the top 10 in both races, I will be really happy with obviously the lack of time that I've had in riding. And then as the season goes on, uh, yeah, podiums. Nice. So I, I don't I don't see why that shouldn't happen. Obviously, I want to build from top 10. And then obviously, I want to be back to where I was after, like I say, once my wrist's good again, be back to where I was before breaking my wrist, which would be fighting for top fives. And then I'll be obviously pushing into the podium and podium. hopefully winning some races as well. I don't want to just... I want my first podium to be a win. I don't want to just be on the podium. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, so oh, oh, Andrea. Yeah, I was going to say, so now that there's no Brits in MotoGP, mm. there's obviously, they're going to need one. Sam mm, Lewis yeah. has had his crack. I don't know if he's going to get back there. Pressure's on for you, yeah. Jake. No, no pressure here. <laughs> oh, look, it's all, it's all, um, Everything's pressure, isn't it? Like you go out and ride a yeah. fucking bike, it's pressure, but yeah, exactly. it's like, like people said to me in the whole situation that when um, it was like John obviously was meant to go to Moto Two with the team, and mm. there was like no space for me at the time, and I was a bit like, well, pff, nothing I can do about it, so there's no point in getting pissed mm -hmm. off about it or worrying about it. I just need to go out and do what I've got to do, and if that's good enough, that's good enough, and Turns that's the way was. I look at life. And that, that is the way I look at life. If if I do a good enough job, then I'll get the I'll get the seat in MotoGP. If I don't, I won't. Simple as it's not. It's not rocket science. It's not. Fucking, there's no point in overthinking, it, is there? It's, it's, it's what you it sound is. Sound like you just that, live in the that, moment, that, like a lot of people seem to look so that's far a very, ahead. A, a very good attitude, Jake. Exactly the one yeah. to have. Because if not, you get yeah. stress for and for you what? can do nothing about. Yeah, exactly. For what? At the end of the day, look, we ride motorbikes fast as, as as human beings, but fuck me, there's a bigger picture and to hold everything in life. Like motorbikes comes to an end at some point, and yeah. you'll be stressing about something else. It's it's life. You'll always find something to fixate on or stress on because that's the makeup of the human body or human brain. It's that's that's it. it yeah. It, it's amazing. Like, you have you have stresses and you have real stresses where riding a motorbike, yes, it's stressful, but fuck me, it's not a real stress, is it? We're doing something we love at the end of the day. <laughs> don't, fall exactly. don't fall off, don't fall off, don't fall off. Exactly. Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. Now there's a there's a there's a theory that I subscribe to called the circle of control, and it's exactly what you're saying. You know, you draw that circle and everything inside that circle is things that you you can control what the outcome yeah. is and that's what you should care about everything outside of that circle is stuff that you can't control and so you you, you don't need to care about it and that 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 you've expressed there is a is a yeah, perfect expression of that philosophy which is which is absolutely amazing for yeah for motor gp riding yeah look if, if if i do the job that i need to do and i ride the way that i i think i can ride and i know i can ride then You'll see me in Moto GP in probably I don't know the next year or so, but yep. it's like I say, there's no point in worrying about it. It's at the end of the day, it's only a it's only a motorbike. It's fucking exactly. It's, 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 yeah. you're, not, you're, not, you're not a bricklayer. You're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and what well, Moto Two, Moto GP. Yeah, the Moto GP is the pinnacle of of 
where we need to be, and that's my dream to be there. But yeah, if your cards, your cards are laid out for you, aren't they? At the end of the day, that's right. In yeah. and your future is laid out ahead of you. And if my path's meant to go that way, it will go that way. But if it if it's not, it's not. It's indeed. Indeed. Can't so James, speaking speaking James, of Sam, what's what's the rivalry like with Sam? You guys, you guys clearly talk and you're getting quite friendly. What's what's that rivalry like between the two of you? Yeah, all right. It's He's just, all right. Have you thought about yeah, walking you... up behind him now and again <laughs> and just maybe Marking the back of his head with a with a texter, so you know he's not cheating and it's not his brother on the bike on a weekend. No, he'll need to be doing that to me because he'll be the one following me this year. So. <laughs> right Is he answer. tall enough to reach though? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm going straight to hell. Yeah, you are. Oh, That's yeah, right. I love it. Yeah, this is where no, Mount honest, goes. By oh, the way, next week we're talking to Sam Lowe's. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly speaking, um, I don't dislike him. I've got nothing against him. Um, I feel he wants to beat me. I, he, he worries wants to about beat everyone. Hey? He, he, yeah, no, he worries about me. I think a lot more than what I worry about him. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, and because <laughs> there's clearly that whole thing, as, as Andrew was saying before. Now Cal's out of MotoGP. BT Sport has influence in Dorna. There is so much more if you think about it. So much more pressure on someone like Sam than there is like someone like me that's uh, pretty inexperienced at the Grand Prix world. It's like got your future ahead. Of you. He he's been there for however many years now. I think it's something like he's going into his seventh or eighth year in Moto Moto Two. Um, yep. And he's, he's been to MotoGP and he didn't cut it. Whether it was on a good bike or not a good bike, he didn't go as well as everyone thought he was going to do mm. for whatever circumstance. But, yeah, I, I'm only on the up. He's on the down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's old. Yeah. So, so thinking about other other uh, um, pressures that you might have around you, what about Chavi? Uh, he's, he's clearly... You know, he's he's had a few good years in Moto2 as well. When you're talking about people who are on the up and on the down, his, his year last year was actually his worst year in Moto2 for quite a while. And again, he's another one that's been there for quite a while. So do you see him as more of a threat in 2021? Or, or is he someone, again, that you're just going to walk over the top of and just go straight past? Look, you never walk over the top of anyone, I don't think. But everyone can be a threat. But the way I look at it, I'm not, I don't give a fucking shit about any of them. I really don't care about any of the people that I rate. Like, I like them. I have respect for them, but I'm not like going to lay there at night and stress about, oh, he's fast or he's fast. They're all fucking fast. Isn't and... there anyone that, you, that you've met and they just piss you off though and, and you're like, you're yeah, a dickhead, I want to beat you? That guy. Several, yeah, several, several people. Bastianini was one of them. I didn't <laughs> like him. He, he wasn't. <laughs> Now he he's, was a bellend. He's, he's gone, got nice right? hair, though. Probably still is a bellend, yeah. but he's a bellend <laughs> that you don't he, have to deal with now. Yeah, he has. He could be. Uh, he could have the nicest of hairs, but he don't make him from fucking being a knob. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, nice. Nah, Jake, but honestly Jake. speaking, I, I don't. I don't generally have that much. Inf- I don't really. I have the odd people that I speak to, but. Like I'll speak to, get on with Martin really well. Bezeki, I get on with. I get on with most of them. It's only if they've created a problem that I don't like them. Like Bastianini created his own problem because he was being a dick on track and started giving it to me. So I give it back mm. to him. So I just, from then that moment on, 
don't have the respect because everyone's out there doing their job and everyone's trying their best. And what do you mean? Like, what do you mean giving it to you? Like, is this like mouthing off at each other or just like cutting yeah, each other just off? What is like it? Calling me a wanker on track or something because I might have got in his way by accident on a fast lap. But the way I look at it, why get angry at me on one fast lap? Right. So that one fast lap that I got in your way and there's 20 minutes left of the session. So mm. if you're really that fast, you'll do it again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. What's the fucking problem? <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I yeah. Honestly, I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, I've I've thrown my arms up at people like I threw my arms up at Remy at Barcelona because yeah. he'd been a dick and got in my way. But I told him like I come up to him after and I said, "You're a bellend," like, and he was like, and then we just joke about it because we play cod together every now and then. And yeah. He was like, oh, have you, have you got over your little sulk? And I'm like, yeah, well, you won't be saying that next time when I T-bone you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell, I love how the English say bellend. I'm going to start saying that daily now. I start calling people bellends. <laughs> yep. Nice. nice. Wait, I see, um, I've been watching, uh, it's called uh, Married at First Sight, uh, First Sight Australia. Oh, no. Oh, like, that's brilliant. All of them on there say, bloody hell, far out. What does far out mean? <laughs> far out. Like, um, wow, crazy! Wow. Did you see the? Did you see the dude that rubbed his missus's to- toothbrush in the toilet because he didn't oh, like her? Oh, I haven't got to that side. point yet. Why would you tell me this? Just <laughs> chill. Sorry, this. Well, you don't know who it's going to be, so I haven't spoiled it completely. I'm, oh, just, I'm, loved- I'm just still fascinated with Big Ed No Neck. He's my he's my favourite. Which one's that one? <laughs> I'm married at first sight. No Neck. Yeah, I'm I'm series six. I'm only at a series six at the minute. It's a series seven, isn't it? Yeah, so there good. is. Yeah, like, there yep. was some reunion show the other night. I've got to, I've got to catch up on. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've, I've been, dra- I've been dragged it. into it by my missus. It's so don't bad. Lie. Don't yeah. even make out. You've been dragged out. I don't even make out. I just say, All right. oh, fucking right. I watch it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. <laughs> So Far right, look, coming, coming, coming back to motorbikes, mate. So look, you've you've gone you've gone from Team Aspar to Team Patronus, and it's clearly a completely different environment. Um, what, what's it what's it like in that whole Patronus system? Because from the outside, we see uh, we see the Kool Aid, you know, we we see how wonderful it is, and they're this fresh new team. And but what's what's it like from the inside? Have you enjoy are you enjoying your time there? Mate, the team is so fucking sick. Like, it's so good. Like, and I'm not even just blowing smoke up my team's ass different? because I'm like, like I'm just because I'm riding for them. And Stiggy is like the best guy, the best guy I could ever possibly have as a team boss. He is. He gets it. He's so supportive. He is just anything I need. He he can, he'll do for me. He from the minute I come to the team he made me feel um at home welcome just down even down to the moto gp team like i'm always in the moto gp box and when fabio was obviously there because really good friends with fabio and me and fabio would bounce off each other all the time and i'd be in there with all his mechanics and i'd then speak to ramon uh, morbidelli's crew chief like mm-hmm. the whole vibe is it's not like some teams you would have the say you have Moto2, Moto3 and, and MotoGP. The, the MotoGP team, they feel like they're superior to the other Moto3 and Moto2. It, that's mm. not the case. It's one big team, you know. Everyone pulls in that direction. And and the MotoGP side even helps the Moto2 side 
we've down to all sorts the the yeah just all everything like if we need the help we go there and we get help wow that sounds that, cool. and that's so good and it's that's so nice. good to have that it's so valuable you know and that's where i think stiggy is credit to him that he's put such a good team in for good personnel into to obviously everyone to interact you know and, and i think that is the key to success and that is why you're seeing this team win in every class bar Moto2 at the minute because mm. Moto2 being the new class, it'll come next year, this year, sorry, you'll see the Moto2 class step up, you know, and, and we'll start winning. Nice. That's interesting. That's interesting because somehow I understand when Stiggy, I have spoken with Stiggy and he was fearing about the arrival of Valentino Rossi because that, he's that was uh, what I was going to say, team, yes. The disruptor. The team atmosphere, yeah, the team atmosphere is so well thought and put together, you know, and yeah. Valentino, we know how he is. When he comes, he will yeah. not just sit there. He will try to take control of the box. More, being yeah. Morbidelli, his uh, pupil, let's say, right? So Sticky yeah. was quite worried about that. We will see, because it... Having Valentino close is not easy. It's not easy at all. Oh, 100%. 100% he's the biggest name in MotoGP. He is Mr. MotoGP. And I think, one, it is an absolute credit to, again, the team that Rossi wants to come to, to Patronus. Mm. Um, and then I think also it's, um, it's great for the teams, like, to, to boost the team's... Uh, publicity on on to make yep. the team even bigger than what it is. Um, but then also they've got they've got uh, big challenges to face. You know they they can't. From my personal opinion, and obviously I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think they have to put their foot down with Valentino and say, "Look, yes, you're in you're in our team. We're not in your your Good we're now. not in your team. You're in our team, and yep. you work by what works." With, what has been working for us and what works so well for us. And I think they can't, they can't lose that. They can't lose that, yeah. that, that what they have so good about themselves. Because do you think they'll be able to do that? Do you think that's yeah, realistic? I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I think, it, I think it is because I think Rossi's going to respect what the team has done to now. And Rossi is very, very open. You see that he's not brought all his mechanics and everything along. Mm -hmm. So he's very open to change. And the older he gets, the more open he is to change because he knows it's coming to the end of his career. He's trying everything he can to try and help himself. So, yeah, I think he's going to be very open. Um, and I think, I generally think you won't see him interfere with Morbidelli too much either. I don't, I don't think that'll happen. I think it'll be two separate sides. Yes, they'll obviously talk when they're at the ranch and stuff and when they're at the motorhomes, but... I think when you're in the boxes, they're in the boxes working on each other's setup and and on themselves, you know. And I think I think that'll be the biggest key because I think they'll it it could cause potentially big drama if if something like that happened. And I don't think Rossi would want to cause that because of the way he is and he knows, he understands. He's not mm. he's not stupid. He's been around for such a long time and like I say, he's wanting to learn. So, yeah, I think it will be a good atmosphere. Nice. So, yeah, so I, do you I, see... I, 
Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Look, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. Oh, was that that dodgy wrist? Ah, uh, yeah, right. So it's that dodgy wrist going off again, yeah. So do you, do you see that, that natural transition for yourself up to MotoGP as being with, with SRT? And given, especially seeing as, you know, Rossi's only got a one-year contract, you know, Morbidelli's going to be one of the next golden boys that's in that MotoGP team, potentially. Um, so, you know, in the next one or two years, there's potentially an open highway for you through that team. Is is that what you see as being your journey in a MotoGP or are you, you keeping all of your um, options open? Obviously, it'd be great, wouldn't it, to grow as a team and it would be like the progression because no other Moto2 team has the, the route that we have. So, yeah, obviously, I would... Um, I want to move up with the Petronas team. Um, but who knows? You don't know. They might not want me. <laughs> it's not to say... It's mad if they don't. It's not, yeah, but it, it's not to say, you know, yeah. even if I do well in the Moto2, that they want me to move up with them. So... Um, look, just I've got to take it race by race, mm. and like I said to you before, everything else will, will fall in. Mm-hmm. That's such a good bloody yeah. attitude. I love it. That's fantastic. So, yeah, well, Best but way the to thing be, is, right? like, I, I've only I've only learned this through making mistakes, and you make mistakes in everyday life, and all you can do in in not even just in racing but just in in life in general you, you just got to try to be a better version of you every day that you wake up you know and there's going to be right. days where you feel depressed or you're going to feel anxious or you're going to feel pressure or you're going to feel this or you're going to feel that but you've just got to to try to understand your yourself be happy in yourself first of all and and just yeah just try to enjoy life man it's Fucking short, bloody short. Know. Yeah, it's so short, and people for people get wrapped up in the moment, which I'm guilty for. Everyone's guilty for, but you need to when you get wrapped up in the moment, bring yourself back, you know, and bring yourself back to what is real and what is life, and Stay why, grounded. why did you do? Yeah, what what did you do it for in the first place? And mm. nobody's better than anyone, you know. Everyone's equal in life. So. We've all got an ass crack. That's what I like to say. Everyone shits and pisses the same. That's right. Oh, some sit down, some stand up, but you oh, know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a sit, I'm a sit down type of guy. It I thought you might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, honestly, that. listening listening to this this last conversation over the, over the last half an hour or so, the um the 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 name that's come to my head. I I always think of, uh, and I did this the other the other day with um Remy as well, thinking about you know who who he reminds me of and and who that's come before has is similar and mate talking to you this year and i know we had an amazing conversation last year as well i get this this huge feeling of this james hunt character i know it's a completely different different sport but i just want to say that like thank you for being this wonderful like bringing this relaxed attitude back to motorsport that i think has been missing for such a long time mm. and it would be an absolute shame if you didn't get up to the pinnacle of motor gp into that top class because to, to you know whatever you do don't lose this attitude because it is no, I pre- and I appreciate really that. needed no, i appreciate that and i always try to stay true to myself i always try to be myself and no matter what, no matter 
no matter anything, I will just, I try to give everyone my time, you know, and, and I think you obviously you have to give yourself your own time because that's key to life. But as well, I want to be interacted with people and just people to see a real insight into what racing's about. It's not, it's not just all we're motorbike races. Everything's fucking great. It's not shit. You know, sometimes it's real shit. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's great. There's so many ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. Life is roller coaster, and yeah, we just try and get through life the best we can, you know. And that's that. And you jump on and check out. um, Like I've had a bit of a look on your fan page on Facebook that they've put together. And um, yeah, do you you get to have a good look through it? I imagine you. Um, I do. You know what? I'm not on Facebook, so Sarah obviously tells me the odd. The odd thing that goes on on there, but um, yeah, I think obviously it's great, isn't it? It's, it's so nice to have. I would never have thought when I started racing, I never did it for the fame. I never did it for anything. Not that I'm saying I'm famous, but I'm just saying like, I would never expect to have the following that I have, you know? And and it humbles me to even say that I've got the fans that I've got because everybody's so supportive. Whether I do great or shit, you know, Mm-hmm. everybody's always there telling me you've done great and and that's such a nice thing to hear and, and it's, yeah. it's such a nice it's so so nice to have the support and if you don't have the support it makes things a lot harder you know and well your fan page because i follow a few of them just through my education journey but the tone of your fans are like the attitude you have compared to some of the other stuff yeah. i look at like they really stand yeah. out um they're just yeah. all really grounded and yeah do you know what? I, yeah, I, it almost sounds really, really stupid, but I want to make a difference in this sport. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to be the guy that people look look at and and remember in years to come. Not just for the short uh, future, but like for the long term, and and say, fuck me. Do you know what? He came in, he won world titles, but also he made a big difference for the sport. You know, he he made an impact on everybody's life. Well, I think I you be, already I are. Awesome. You know, I want to yeah, be that yeah. guy that make, makes an impact and, and mm-hmm. makes everybody feel happy and brings joy to their day, even if they're having a shit day, you know, because everybody deserves a laugh. Bloody oath. Far out. Hey, you, well. your, attitude, Far your, out. Attitude, your attitude is completely different to the Spaniards and Italians that I know pretty well, you know. The Spaniards and the Italians, they, when they start... They want their fame, they want the money, mm. but all the women. Yeah, well, the women come. Oh, oh they I just come they anyway. <laughs> He's got Sarah. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't need Sarah and Larry. Right. The most beautiful woman alive. And she so. can dance, <laughs> dance, fucking cook, drink right? very well. <laughs> drink like a That's champion. That's the whole package. Hey, it's her fault <laughs> I started drinking that April spritz. April spritz. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> fuck me, man. far out far out far mate. out man there you go that's that's the that's the substitution fuck me it's for far out you can say far out you can say far out mate and i'm gonna start saying belly and... if you watch any i'll i'll break a pack with you guys so if i get interviewed by simon cray far or something yeah. i'll be like yep. on i'll think i'll be like yeah, far out far and out say, <laughs> yes and we'll be like yes 
be like, like screaming. Honestly, when I when I came to Australia, obviously I've only ever been to Australia once. Um, I flew into Melbourne, and I went and stayed with my mate Glenn Richards. Um, and he's like two hours or two and a half hours from the centre of Melbourne or or the, the airport. And honestly, he lives in the bush. And <laughs> fuck. The way of life, man, is so sick. Like it's he, so good. It's every, like everything is so simple. There's he grows his own veggie patches. He has his own solar panels that go to batteries, and he runs out of his thing. He has big water tanks that store his water from the rain. And yep. like that, that to me is fucking life. Like I want to when we finish racing, I want to move to Australia with Sarah and go and live in the bush. That. And- I don't You're need a more than welcome. house. I, I, and give us your I, address I <laughs> so when we have a zombie apocalypse, we're coming to your farm. Wait, <laughs> 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 right, but the thing is, right, I think when you're younger, you need to obviously experience everything. So if you get a bit of money, right, enjoy it because you don't know what's around the corner. But obviously be sensible at the same time because obviously you don't know what happens in life. But you need to obviously experience all the, the nice things, cars, houses, everything. We've got beautiful hair dry, house hair, now, nice like, hair dryer things yeah n- nice hair dryer yeah we got like a beautiful house now like we have life is fucking good you know and yep. and but the thing is when i finished racing i want to strip it back you know and i want to go and, and go back to basics because i think sometimes you get caught up in the moment and i see how happy glenn is and i'm like glenn and his missus i'm like do you know what you don't need all these big fancy things yes i think it's good to experience it because then that way you won't be obviously resentful in your later life because you'll be like oh fucking hell, i wish i'd done that yeah but i think you need to do it when you're young have the nice things but then when it comes to when you're older i think obviously you your high maintenance comes down a little bit and i think you can go back to basics and enjoy life you know think and, about and what like living in the bush mm-hmm. go like we went and I stayed there for a night and we woke up and it's like, you'd overlook the valley and man, like kangaroos everywhere. Oh, mm. fuck me, man. I was right. I went out <laughs> and we, I went out of his house and it's like in the middle of nowhere. And we went down the trail on a enduro bikes. Yep. And I was like, this is fucking paradise. Yeah, this is I was living. riding alongside yeah. a kangaroo. Yep. Like, I was like, what the fuck? But you can't do that anywhere other than in the in Australia. In the but I, I call that like Tuesday. I, I live in the Gold Coast hinterland. I, I do that every day. That's, yeah. It's, Dude, it's tough. like that to me is like, I would get up every day and I would just be like, no matter if I feel good, shit, fucking fantastic, anything. Yep. That's got to make you happy. It yeah. does. Like, it puts everything in perspective for you. Nature, like. Fuck that! So sick, man. I, I actually, I actually like fucking you guys. It's fucking good, man. Australia's yeah. sick, man. Pretty, we look forward lucky. to seeing you here at the end of the year. We are very lucky indeed, Manuel. Uh, Honestly, do you have a, do you have a final so question for Jake before before we wrap up? No, no. I think I'm going to move to Australia after hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> No, no honestly, Australia. Like, it's, it's, so it's sick. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, it's so sick, man. Wait, can you pay me for that cash that I've just bigged up your country? Then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, no worries. We'll uh, we'll 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 send the uh, the brown paper envelope. That was just all a pitch. 
That was all a pitch because they were just uh, paying me to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come out next week. Jake Dixon, Tourism Australia ambassador. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your bloody bellends. Yeah, your bloody bellends. Get a kangaroo <laughs> up here. Uh, do you know what? Uh, it's so it's so mate. it's so nice to talk to you guys like on a podcast and like this because it's so there's no fucking egos or I can just be myself on it and I like that. And we just do this for oh, fun. Yeah. Like you got Manuel you know what? and I really and I really appreciate that you guys do that because it just brings some like nice it's a nice vibe, it's a nice atmosphere when you come on here. And like when Sarah asked me, she was like, Oh, they they said, Would you do it? And I was like, Fucking yeah, man. I like love the last one we did. So yeah, some things that are a fucking grind to do, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. fuck's sake. Like, I'm a human, like like I say, I want to be pleasing people, but fuck me, I'm like a donkey at times, man. People are just taking me for not a ride. Not in the right way. Like, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. in the right, not takes, good way. Sarah, yeah. Sarah takes me for a ride all the time. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but honestly, what you guys do is fucking cool, man. Honestly, I have big, yeah, big thank respect you. for you thank guys. You. Thank, thank you so much, man. You're an absolute legend. Mate, thank you so much. It's been a, an absolute honour and a pleasure to talk to you, Jake. Thank you so much. Before we head off, Andra, do you have some final messages for the viewers and the listeners? I do. Jump on the socials on Instagram. You can listen to us on the podcast platforms. You can see our beautiful faces and Jake's beautiful beard on YouTube. Yeah. Where else? <laughs> Manuel's got Pacino GP in English and Italian and Spanish and French and all those other languages. Is that right, Manuel? <laughs> yes, perfectly. <laughs> Indeed, and I assume there's a website called jakedixon.com that people can nah, don't, don't fuck, don't, you don't need to plug me, guys. You keep plugging yourself. <laughs> <don't> you? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Mate, it, you're an absolute legend. I'm sure you're going to have an incredible 2021. We are rooting for you so hard, which actually we means are. something different here in Australia. Not in the Australian way. Yep, that's oh, right, not in the Australian way. Uh, but yeah, no, we we are right behind you, mate, for sure. Exactly. And when you when we do get that Australian round here in Australia, I know it's been put to the end of the year, but I'm just hoping it goes ahead. When when we do, we're going to come down. We're going to see you. We're going to shake your hand, and we're going to have a beer and yes. an aperol spritz together. And an aperol mate. spritz. Fucking right to to celebrate the win <laughs> that I've just had. Exactly. Wow. That's it, mate. Yep. Until then, jump on Pacino GP. Check out all the podcasts. Like, subscribe, notify. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you again next week. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.